Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. At times, as we can all attest, life can be complicated and confusing. Sometimes we feel like we are mixed up in a tangled knot of thoughts and desires and pressures spinning us around, making us dizzy and disoriented. Sometimes when we're in this state, we lash out at those around us. We get frustrated and irritable, even resentful. Sometimes we feel like life is like that, maybe a lot of times, maybe too many times. Sometimes, though, life is like a lazy day floating down the Rappahannock on an inner tube, 80 degrees, with an adult beverage in your hand, (laughs) without a care in the world. (laughs) Most of the time, I suspect life is somewhere in between these two things. In any case, whatever we're going through, whether it's something with a lot of pressure and chaos, or whether it's something very sweet and easy, there's only one thing in life that matters. One thing. There's one question that we should ask ourselves as we try to live well, as we try to find peace, deep down peace. Whether everything is topsy-turvy or whether there might be a veneer of calm, which we all know can easily uh, dissolve in a moment. I mean, just getting in your car puts you in danger of that. But whatever the case may be, whatever our circumstances is, there is one question for us and one thing that matters. And that is, what is pleasing to God? What is pleasing to God? to God. That's the one question that could concern us. And it's not an academic question, really. You know, and it's not a question we're asking in a classroom with our peers, sitting around theorizing, hypothesizing about, you know, all the things that might be pleasing to God. This is an intensely personal encounter, or should be, when we ask this question. When we ask this question, we should be face to face with Jesus Christ. He's not distant, he's not disinterested, certainly, and he's not distracted from your life. He's right here, looking you right in the eye. You should be able to feel his breath on your face. He's trying to get our attention (laughs) all of the time. It's us that are distracted and running around. He's there waiting for us to look at him, waiting for us to engage. He's waiting. God is waiting on us, patiently, humbly, divinely loving us, wanting us to ask ourselves, waiting for us to ask ourselves and to ask him, Lord, 
What will please you? What will please you? Whether we feel lost and confused or whether everything is good and dandy, that's all that matters. What is pleasing to God? How can I please him? Is this sacrifice of my life acceptable to you, my Lord and my God? Doesn't really matter what's going on circumstantially. If we know that we are being pleasing to God, even if the waves rage, there will be peace in our heart. If we have that confidence. But if we doubt, if we are in the throes of shame, then even the thrill of heading every green light is not going to be very satisfying. So in times of uncertainty, in times of ease, we should always be asking ourselves, what pleases you, Lord? I really try and kind of live simply. I do my best. Like I try and boil life down to a few simple maxims. And this is one of them. And you know that because this is one of only three sermons that I actually have. But I figure I needed to hear it again, so maybe you did too. What pleases you, Lord? There may be many different unique and distinct things that you or you or you can do or say or be that would be pleasing to God at any given moment or in any given circumstance. But there actually is an answer to the question which is universal. There is an answer that is universal and that is true for everyone. For all of us. You might be thinking, what pleases God? Well, do I take this job? Do I move? Do I, you know, all that's well and good, and we should be asking those questions. But that's not really what I'm talking about this morning. What is the universal answer that pleases God? I can tell you, and then you'll know. <laughs> what pleases God is faith. What pleases God is faith. In fact, without faith, it is quite impossible to please God. But with faith, and this is a remarkable realization, with faith, it is possible to please Him. That little detail is sometimes lost on us. The detail that you are, in fact, capable of pleasing God. This is one of the most remarkable things, I think, in all of revela divine revelation. It, it pops up in the Psalms. I can't remember exactly which Psalm it is, but it's in Lauds, where it speaks of God's delight in us. That's a remarkable thing to consider. You are actually capable of pleasing the eternal, immutable God. I don't even know what that means, but it's true. You can bring him pleasure. That's an amazing thing to contemplate. Your faith pleases him. We must not only believe that he is, as the book of Hebrews tells us, but also that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We must believe that he loves us, that he has our best interest at heart. You know, that is precisely what Satan deceived Adam into questioning. Basically, he planted this idea in Adam's mind, which was open to it, God doesn't want you to eat because then you'll become his rival. 
and he's threatened by you, and he's protecting his own interests. That's why he told you, gave you this command. That's at the heart of what Satan was planting in Adam and Eve's minds. Adam, tragically, did not believe God, but believed the deceiver. He didn't trust in God's goodness, and he set himself up as God's adversary and the friend of Satan. Nevertheless, God in his humility and love for us has remained our friend. He has sought us, he has bought us, he has once again made us his own. But nothing has changed since that first time. Nothing has changed in terms of what pleases God. What once pleased him, still pleases him. And this is woven into the very fabric of reality. It can't be any other way. It's what is. <laughs> Faith is an expression of love. And it is love alone that unites us to God and to one another. Now if we should trust God, we should also do our best to think well of others. It is easy for us, we all know, to become cynical, jaded, suspicious. Well, and for good reason. You know, you say, well, I have good reason to become cynical and suspicious of my neighbor. Well, your neighbor has good reason, too, to become cynical and jaded about you. We have good reason, but still, nevertheless, we must do our very best to try and think the best of everyone, to give them the benefit of the doubt, and to especially guard ourselves from projecting our own fears and our own sins and our own failings onto other people, which we do all the time. The fruit of the original sin, which was to fail to trust in God's love, is immediately manifest in the scriptural record in the murderous distrust and hatred of one man against his brother, in that very ugly and terrible sin of fratricide. That was the fruit of their sin. So the answer to the question, what pleases God, is faith. And faith and trust and knowing that you are loved and that God is good, all of this cannot be divorced from love thy neighbor. While I have not yet mentioned our gospel reading this morning, everything I have shared with you was provoked, in fact, by our gospel lesson, by both the episode of Jesus healing the leper and the centurion's child. First, the leper expressed faith when he said to Jesus, if you are willing, you can make me clean. But it is Jesus' response which is more profound in this story than the leper's faith, as good as that is. Jesus tells the leper, and he tells us, and he tells all of humanity, going back to the very first man and woman who did not believe in his love for them, he tells us all, I am willing. Be clean. I am willing. Be clean. You should, you should really embed that in your heart and mind. You know, a lot of you say, I believe, help my unbelief, right? That's a prayer we say oftentimes from the scripture, and rightly so. Something we have memorized, it's going on in a loop in our heads. I believe, Lord, help my unbelief, or thy will be done, or, you know, whatever it may be. You need to remember this one too. I am willing. Be clean. Do we believe him? Only by faith can we please him. 
We are in the season of Jesus' birth, and we've been talking a lot about how Jesus, uh, from St. Leo the Great, how Jesus loved his own childhood. He loved his own childhood, and he loved childhood. And his love for childhood, because he was a child, is the basis for him telling us that we must become like little children in our trust and faith in him. Well, the second episode in our gospel lesson this morning is that remarkable story of the centurion. The centurion, think about him, a very strong man, a man of weapons and war. Uh, certainly he had killed many people, interesting to think about. He was a man of authority and power, and he comes to Christ with the faith of a child, and he elicits from Jesus a remarkable response. One of the most important responses in all of Scripture. This Roman outsider moved, moved the eternal Son of God. <laughs> he moved him. He moved him to amazement and wonder and admiration. That's what the word means. The eternal God stood there in the flesh and stood and he marveled at a man. He stood amazed at a man. A pagan outsider who had killed a Roman soldier. Moved God to wonder and amazement and admiration by his faith. Jesus admired and was pleased with the faith of the centurion. Whatever life brings us, whether trouble or ease, the question that we should be asking of ourselves and of God every single day is what pleases you, Lord? He tells us faith pleases me. Faith and trust as an expression of your love is what I'm after. And when we realize that everything that happens to us in this life, whether good or ill, everything is used providentially by God in his mercy and wisdom to give us the best opportunity to believe in him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.